0: How do you make a song that hits number one in 28 countries and earns you a Grammy for best solo rock vocal performance? You pray to the god of sex, drums, and rock and roll. And if they're unavailable, then you just have to reunite with music writing legend Jim Steinman. Meatloaf was looking to make a comeback in the 1990s, but he and Steinman had a falling out in the 80s that resulted in multiple financial and legal disputes between the two. It was at Meatloaf's home in Connecticut in the Christmas of either 89 or 90 that they reunited after singing Bat Out of Hell together on the piano. From there, they got the idea to work together again. Steinman said, quote, Working together again seemed like the cool thing to do, end quote. The result of their collaboration was released in 1993, the album Bat Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell, a follow-up to their last great collaboration together. As previously mentioned, the song's lead single took the world by storm, thanks in part to its bombastic production and full-on vocal performances from Meatloaf and Lorraine Crosby. Although people loved the song, they felt there was ambiguity in the lyrics that made the song somewhat confusing. Though Steinman and Meatloaf both claim that the lyrics are quite straightforward, people still ask to this day, What exactly is it that Meatloaf won't do? That's right, we're talking I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that by Meatloaf and Jim Steinman on Cover Me. That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that looks at famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one will never do it better than it does it with us. So long. So long. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my godforsaken co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, forsaken by God, and man. How's it going?
1: Uh, it's going. It's going okay. A little lonely, you know. <laughs> I imagine living, living life away from from the Almighty. But that's, uh, that's tough. That's that's life. Sometimes, sometimes you're just on your own.
0: Yeah. Sometimes the the solo footprints in the sand are just yours. <laughs> Rough. Um, no one to carry. things are good. It's, it's becoming autumn. It's it's autumnal weather. Yeah, I've been busting out the word autumnal a lot. Autumnal. How do you feel about that? I word? I
1: like the word, and the reason I like the word is because like. You really get to use the the n in autumn. Yeah. Because you know I usually don't pronounce it, but autumnal, you do. You get to yeah, do that m n sound. Mm. And and that's Fuck a yeah. that's a good word for that reason. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I'm just describing things. I mean, all it means is, like, autumn, like, right? Or, like, of autumn.
1: Yeah. But it also means, like, orange and brown
0: sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You can use it to describe color. I I use it to describe the weather. I'm like, that weather's pretty autumnal out there. So, you know, it's not going to be super warm. It's not going to be super cold either.
1: And, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's still, I mean, it's still late summer. We're there. Mm-hmm. We're getting some nice leaves. Some of the leaves are changing colors. That's always nice. You know? yeah um very pretty but we're we're getting there we're getting
0: there we're getting there i've had these experiences this is we're <laughs> we're talking about the weather deep this week but where i will and i've only had this in the past couple of years where i'll step outside on a certain day and it won't be like the equinox or the uh the solstice or whatever you know when the the seasons legally change right but i'll step out and i will breathe in the air and i will just be like oh yeah it's it like now it is autumn or like now <laughs> it is as of spring. now
1: my assessment is... Mean, it's just, is just like,
0: like things strange. change. There's like a shift in my perspective that something in the air tells me that, that the season is over. And that's... I don't know. Have you ever had that experience?
1: Yeah, I think so, to a degree. I mean, it, it's not necessarily the air. It might be like suddenly looking up and being like, oh shit, when did the, all the leaves turn
0: yellow? Mm, yeah, it can be something like that.
1: But it's something. Or like, oh, wait, when did, yeah, it, when did it snow? Fuck. Not again. Yeah,
0: you're like, oh shit it's colder than it's, it's finally it springs a little calgary yeah. joke for you there that's a little oh yeah old calgary land of the snow and not much else um alex a little bit of music news for you the rolling stone 500 greatest songs of all time list or 500 best songs i believe it's called of all time has been updated recently Did oh i didn't this? see this um, Sathro so is everything we've ever said on this podcast in a disarray. No, not really, but, uh...
1: We have to update all those episodes with the new numbers.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I've actually got a, a blog post I've written. You know, sometimes I do those. Oh, yeah. So I've I've, I've collated a list of what's on the list now. Um, I just need to uh, publish it. As of this being released, it'll be out there. Um, I'll probably get it up later today. But, yeah, I've got all the list of ep- and just episodes we've done and where they stand now and uh you know we'll have links to the episode and stuff so if y'all want to go to JakeCressy.ca, you'll be able to check that out um i forgot to mention i don't mention really which ones are no longer on the list there's two big exclusions possibly three i think ring of fire is no longer on the list um summer in the city by the love and spoonful is no longer on the list that's probably fair
1: i'm like i'm not surprised uh, that one would get knocked off by more popular uh, yeah songs.
0: exactly i'm like yeah that probably didn't need to be there and beast of burden which we just talked about is uh no oh, longer off
1: the list. the list eh
0: off the list it was at number 435 previously so it's uh
1: now it's now it's 501
0: yeah yeah just after kanye's stronger
1: 500 is stronger eh interesting
0: that's right now, Alex, I will I will share the craziest bit of news from it. Okay. Or at least all what right. I like to, I think it's great. Lay it two, on me. Two sort of, so number one, number one song, No Longer Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. It is uh, Respect by Aretha Franklin. Okay.
1: Interesting. A cover. It is a cover.
0: The greatest song of all time is a cover, people. We're so moving up in the world. Relevant, and y'all should listen <laughs> to us.
1: Now, yes, we're way more relevant now. This is perfect.
0: Fuck yeah. We c- also, couldn't have lobbied for of,
1: anything better.
0: Of them's Gloria make the list. Two different uh, versions. The higher one is the Patty Smith version. So.
1: Oh, right. It's quite different, though. Like Gloria in excelsis Deo or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there you go, people. If you thought covers weren't art, think again. <laughs> also, why are you listening to this? Also, hello. <laughs> hello, welcome. welcome. So that's. Thank you for listening. <laughs> That's the update. Alex, this week we're talking about a song that I don't think I've ever actually listened to the full version until this week.
1: No, I hadn't Uh either. I I don't even think I had really listened to a partial version. As much as I have listened to some meatloaf, like I've gone through meatloaf phases, this was Mm. never a part of it. I don't know why. Okay.
0: Interesting. I was also shocked to find out this week that the song is younger than me. Just a bit though. Just a touch, yeah, August of the same year, so But yeah, ninety
1: three. I, I I guess I assumed that the, the Battle to hell the first two were closer together, but
0: Yeah. No. No, there are there's some distance there. So that was a, that was another big shock for me this week. See never really see for me, I this was when I was, you know, stealing music any way I could get it. This was sort of post Limewire pre Spotify. So and, and pre like Vivo being on YouTube. So right. it, it was just kind of finding whatever like shitty uploaders you could get. So I really am familiar with the music video edit of this song. Right. And the version I had it, like has this weird like audio cut that happens in the uh in the the Lorraine Crosby vocals near the end. And so, hearing the regular version is like weird to my ears now, because I got so used to that audio cut.
1: Is it actually like a cut or just like a skip kind of thing? Because there are definitely songs where I'm
0: like, I knew,
1: yeah, where like I knew the version I had, which was for whatever reason, like the CD got scratched, so the version yeah was that kind of effect. The one that had that in it,
0: real quick. Yeah, exactly. Classic. So yeah, this one is a weird space. But yeah, the original version, 12 minutes of audio. Yep. The, the uh, music video version, seven minutes of audio. And then there's a single cut that comes in around like four or five minutes. Which is, I mean,
1: some of the covers, I, I don't know the different versions very well, but some of the covers are kind of around that length. So I mm-hmm. imagine that's what they, would, that they were, what they were going for.
0: Yeah, I imagine that's the case. Uh, yeah, a lot of people go in some weird directions with this. Um, of course, one of the things that I, I, even me as a listener, I never was, I, and I think this is a matter of just the vocal performance versus looking at written lyrics not being as clear. Mm-hmm. Is the 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 concept of "I won't do that"?
1: As in, like, what is that?
0: Yeah what what is that?
1: Yeah, did you watch? There's a video. It's from like VH one storytellers. Did you see that?
0: I did not. That's with Meatloaf Meatloaf pointing at like specifically explains what that
1: is. Yeah, he has a chalkboard. And it's like, yeah, it makes sense if you look at the lyrics, but if you're just hearing cause really if you're just hearing like the title line, the like hook thing, Mm -hmm. you know, I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. It sounds, you know, just pay attention to that. It does sound like they're kind of obscuring it, when really they're not. It's not like a you're so vain situation, where it's like, who's so vain, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's there. But it's also kind of yeah. funny, because the things he says, he says, like, I would do anything. I would, like, I, I wouldn't lie to you, is one thing he would do. It's, there's a lot of, like, also kind of double negatives.
0: Yeah, like negatives. <laughs> I'll never do this. And then he says, I won't do that. And you're like, okay. And and wait, then so he will the never, question of- yeah. Like, who's asking him to do that? <laughs> why yeah. are you saying you all the do things, things? It's like, the things
1: I wouldn't do for love is, like, things that undermine that relationship. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> that would be a exactly. terrible idea. In fact, so, yeah. the doing anything for love, really, would be you working hard to not do those things. Right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's kind of probably why it's a bit confusing. Because of that.
0: Yeah. The I, I think this song gets a lot of, like, sometimes uh, singles or songs in general will use money to to sort of cover up flaws in the writing process or in, you know, in instrumental skill or any of that. You know, you put a lot of production on something. I don't think this right. song does right. that, although it does have money behind it. I think this song really smooths things over with some of just, like, the hardest-hitting vocal performances you can get. Like, Meatloaf <laughs> and Lorraine Crosby both right. just fucking built this and that really like smooths over these weird (laughs) lyrical choices and like the whole conceit of this song where he's like i would do a bunch of things i won't do this one thing that obviously i wouldn't do like a lot of that is smoothed over by the vocal performance
1: i mean it's so like elevated and melodramatic and everything works towards that like, the way Meatloaf mm-hmm. performs, he's such a bombastic performer. There was another clip I saw where he says, like, uh, some people talk about how they feel music. I don't get that. I don't understand that because I don't feel music. I live it. Like, it's just so intense <laughs> all the time. And with Jim Steinman, like, such as over-the-top lyrics, it's very, like, really, it's very straightforward. Like, just just intense proclamation of love like i would do anything for you and like all this imagery of like fire and ice and you look at the album cover and you know it's all this really epic like yeah there's wings everywhere fantasy kind of horror thing with like a motorcycle also because motorcycles are important to bat out of hell yeah Um, yeah i guess the album artwork yeah is like on the chrysler building with a giant, mm-hmm. a giant bat. Now, of course, the bat of the hell in the original bat of the hell song was a couple things: him like driving on a motorcycle, but also yeah. his heart flying through the air. That's right. Uh, when he horrendously dies in the full version of the song, which um, I again that's right also he dies had in not like in heard
0: an insane movie. motorbike collision.
1: <laughs> yeah, which for many years I had not heard um but yeah it's it's just all kind of works together and the way they collaborate and like they're the most they seem to complement each other in a way that makes it more of that and if you don't like that like this is just the worst thing ever right like (laughs) oh yeah this is definitely not for everyone and it's also like fairly musical theater in style like the way everything is acted and dramatic
0: yeah, well, that seems to be both the Jim Steinman and like the meatloaf touch. Yeah, I think.
1: and I think Jim Steinman has works on like musicals specifically. Also, I didn't realize yeah. he died like last year.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, Yeah, we, we, last time we talked about Jim Steinman's work was Total Eclipse of the Heart, yeah, which, which was originally been... supposed to be a musical about vampires.
1: <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, I yeah. think like
0: 1990s, this is like they've done like a lot of their best work, and this is them just coming for another crack at it. This isn't like over the hill kind of. This is like returning champions coming to knock another one out of the park, and that's kind of what they do here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely is more of it's not unexpected what they create, it's like more no. of that. And I don't really know the rest of the album. I know objects in the me- rear view mirror may appear closer than they are.
0: Yeah, I know the title of that one. Nothing else uh, about
1: it, though. Because of John Bell. Thank like, shout out to John Bell for basically telling me meatloaf songs I should listen to. And then I did, back in junior shout high out, school.
0: Shout out John. Um, uh, yeah. with that, Alex, let's get into these these lyrics. Yeah, let's talk about some lyrics. Mostly straightforward. Which like, are let's, many,
1: let's though.
0: Uh, they are many, and I would do anything for love. I'd run right into hell and back. I would do anything for love. I'll never lie to you, and that's a fact. But I'll never forget the way you feel right now. Oh, no. No way. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Anything for love, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that.
1: Yeah, this is kind of the, like, it's called an intro. It's kind of like a chorus right off the bat, because it's really similar to yeah. the other choruses. Um, and this is kind of that confusing part, because he sort of phrases what he will and won't do the same. Like, because yeah. what he will do, who run right into hell, like, he'll, and, and come back. That's impossible, yeah. right? You um, do anything. Uh, but, so, like, what he would do is never lie to you. But what he won't do is forget the way you feel right now, right? So, like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, what is that? <laughs> so he says, I'll never for both of them. And it's like phrased the same way. So it's really awkward. So that's probably why mm-hmm. it's confusing. Even though if you think about it, but there's no really time to think about it. And it, like... uh, Yeah,
0: well, you got to remember, that not only that, but the spacing between lines. Like, when we read it here, I'll never forget the way you feel right now, no, no way, and I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. That's a complete thought, and we can acknowledge that. But in the songs,
2: but I'll never forget the way you feel right now, oh no, no way,
0: and I would do anything for love. Well, I won't do that. Like, it's like fucking thirty seconds have yeah. passed by. <laughs>
1: yes, it's quite, it's quite. Yeah, everything takes a long time in this song too. That's why it's twelve minutes long. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there is. I'm like, listen. I, given that I'm familiar with the the music video version, listening to the album version, I'm like, yeah, there's a bit of fat you could cut here. Like, yeah. I can see why you could bring this down. Um, but yeah, that's the intro. Pretty straightforward. Here's what things I would do for love. This this thing, forgetting the way you feel right now. Won't do that. <laughs> yeah, and then my favorite verse, the come verse. The come um, verse. <laughs> some days it don't come easy. Some days, and it, some days don't it don't come, come hard. hard. I mean, if some that's
1: days not innuendo. I I I highly doubt Jim Stein wasn't like eh eh eh, <laughs> raising his eyebrows. I know. At like one it point. has to be right.
0: Uh, some days it don't come at all, and these are the days that never end. Um, and some nights you're breathing fire some nights you're carved in ice some nights you're like nothing I've ever seen before or will again
1: yes it's it seems all very vague but I mean he's just describing this very it sounds like a very tumultuous relationship like it's it's this very like it's it's what it have we talked about this like dangerous love or whatever it's like
0: yeah I, well it's brought up in Ring of word? Fire also as a concept yeah,
1: yeah. just like flying too close to the sun to get burned kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and like, he's, this love is a struggle, but he, he does everything in his power to maintain it because it's worth it.
0: Yeah, because some days, some nights you're like, nothing I've ever seen before or will again. Like, this is something unique and special. Yeah, also, if,
1: if some days it don't come hard and some days it don't come at all, aren't those the same days? It's like, um, some, t- some days I, it's really hard and some days I can't what? do it at all. Well, you
0: got I think you've got it backwards because these negatives oh. are in the way here. Some days it don't come easy. Those are the days when it comes hard, right? Right. Because it does not come easy. Yeah. And so, and some, and it don't come hard. Those are the days it comes easily. Okay. I guess I was thinking it
1: was like when it don't come Increasing hard. Increasing means that yeah. like you can only go one way. So like if it don't come hard, that means like oh, you already tried easy. That didn't work. So you tried hard. Right. That didn't work either. What's left? Like, <laughs>
0: right. Really yeah, hard. And that's a valid interpretation as well, now that, it, now that you've said it. uh, Some days it don't come at all. I, I, I don't know. Anyway. I think I'm comparing it. I think it's mirroring Breathing Fire and Carved in Ice, where we have opposites. Right. In the, in the pairings. Easy,
1: hard. Fire, ice. And then some days, some nights, rather. Because it's days and then into nights.
0: Yeah, and then it's into nights.
1: And with the, like, Breathing Fire versus Carved in Ice we talk about relationships in terms of fire and ice in terms of like being warm and inviting versus cold and off-putting mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like some days... Cold, you're
0: yes and you're no. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And then like, and some days it's just, or nights rather, sorry. It's just like completely, I mean, it's so vague. I think it's just supposed to be like this unbelievable, wonderful thing, but you yeah, can kind of is... put in whatever you imagine. Like it's, there's blank space. You can fill it in.
0: Yeah, like, first one, really, if you you just boil it down, it's just like, romance is intense. Yes, intense, intense romance. That's it. But hey, some days it don't come hard.
1: Oh, yeah, also, which is, these are the days that never, yeah, that, like, the, I know it kind of rhymes, like, but the days that never end, the lack of a Mm -hmm. rhyme there, I found, like, very jarring. I don't know why.
0: These are the days that never end.
1: Like, um. Yeah. It I think is, it's because uh, like the line kind of drags out a bit, so it really feels like they're gonna rhyme and then they don't. Um. But it also does rhyme with, again, like at the very again. end. So yeah, he's I setting up a future rhyme. That's what it's supposed to be. But it's also like, I don't know. I found it very jarring. Not. Not like. That's not a problem. I just noticed it for some reason. I don't know why.
0: Oh yeah. Well he also um you know, belts that line. This is a real this is, song is a mastery of the the loud quiet phenomena where you go quiet and then you go loud. <laughs> yes, that's true. And sometimes vice versa. So it's some days it don't come at all. And these are the days. like he starts belting on that one and you're like, oh shit. So that that coupled with the, the length of the line itself, I think, yeah, that can that can be a jarring experience.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Um. So from there, we go into what, what they call the pre-chorus, which, sure, yeah, I guess it is before the chorus, so it yeah. is a pre-chorus. Maybe I'm crazy. Oh, it's crazy and it's true. I know you can save me. No one else can save me now but you. As long as the planets are turning, as long as the stars are burning, as long as your dreams are coming true, you better believe it.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of big imagery again, right? Like, planets and stars and dreams. Yeah, everything Everything is just, man. like, so massive in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that first line, maybe I'm crazy. I always thought it was or it's crazy and it's true. And by always, I mean, for like the three days I was listening to this before I re- <laughs> checked the lyrics. Um, I I might steal that line. It's pretty, it's pretty cheesy, uh, but I might steal it and use it day to day because it's
0: fun. Or maybe I'm crazy. Like
1: crazy maybe I'm crazy or it is also crazy or maybe I'm crazy. I also thought it was maybe I'm crazy or I'm crazy and it's true so it's like oh he's crazy no matter what right but he might also be right
0: that's you may be right I may be crazy but it just might be a lunatic you're looking for it's just Billy Joel yeah this is I mean this is just a Billy Joel song really really yeah when you look at it Um, (laughs) no yeah I like that that, or it's crazy it's not not true in this scenario it seems to be just oh it's crazy and it's true yeah
1: it's crazy like maybe I'm crazy but there's some craziness here no matter what
0: yeah, I like that idea that craziness can be truth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, hold on to that one. Tuck it in your pocket, Alex. You can write a Billy Joel song too. Um <laughs> No One Else Can Save Me Now But You. Yeah, it's this is yeah, that, that dramatic statement, No One Else Can Save Me Now But You. That's just classic romance schlock. Yeah, intense <laughs> romance. But that's the kind of line that gets saved by a, by a meatloaf performance.
1: Yes. I mean, it, the, the heightened performance, yeah, it's, it's, it's all very melodramatic, and that's just what the space this song exists.
0: Ex- yeah, so you, you have to take it at that value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we go from that to talking about planets and stars, which, like you said, are massive, your dreams are coming true. Yeah, no matter Bam, And like, and, like that's go. all
1: time, basically. There'll always be planets turning. That's right, as far as we're concerned.
0: As far as we're concerned, yeah, um, but I would do anything for love. We're now in the chorus. And I'll be there till the final act. I would do anything for love. And I'll take the vow and seal a pact. But here we come to another thing he won't do. I'll never forgive myself if we don't go all the way tonight. And I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. Forgiving myself if we don't go all the way tonight. No, I won't do that. Little yeah. pushy. Little yeah. pushy me little,
1: little pushy. Little pushy. Um, to go all, go all the way just means having sex, right?
0: Well, yeah, or I have is there, to assume is there from the guy who more... on his last album had the the song about sex in a car. Right. Where it plays baseball on the radio, and him getting to home base is, is busting, I'm pretty sure. It's
1: gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be, like... Anyway, I just don't know if there's another more, let's say, romantic version?
0: Right. But, I mean, you can... I think maybe the act is the same, but the the feeling behind it is more romantic.
1: Yeah, I just don't get like, what does he mean? Does, does that mean that if if they don't go all the way tonight, that he fucked something up? Like, is because he won't forgive himself if this doesn't happen? Like,
0: yeah. And what's so? I mean, like, we're in this weird scenario where he's telling her now. They're they're in a in a scenario where they can be, you know. Getting intimate with each other tonight, and he's spewing all this nonsense at her.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, this anyway. is m-
0: my challenge to listeners: word for word, tell some somebody that you love this song, and see if you get laid that night. Just, just, and don't sing it to him; just say it as regular conversation.
1: See what happens. I feel like there see may be happens. some of the lines may elicit a negative response.
0: Yeah. If somebody was like, "I will never forgive myself if we don't fucking bone down tonight." I'd be like, "I don't know about this."
1: Uh, maybe Put a lot of pressure on me. Maybe lighten up a bit on that. Uh, don't don't go so hard on yourself, you know. Just yeah.
2: Uh...
0: Anyway, but, I think but this song is not about right, lightening up. It's... This
1: song is about being as intense as possible all the time.
0: Exactly. I I yeah. Just before that, he talks about taking a vow and sealing a pact. Yeah. Which I don't think is a marriage vow, but like a, a cult vow. Like some kind
1: of Yeah, this is this is a blood <laughs> pact, is what this is. Yeah. I mean, especially if you watch the music video. Yeah. It's which I like, can't wait to talk about that. But. Anyway, then we move into the post course. Yeah. I would do anything for love, anything you've been dreaming of, but I just won't do that. I would do anything for love, anything you've been dreaming of. But I just won't I just do that. Won't yeah, he repeats it. That. He repeats it like several times. And honestly, I'm pretty sure more times than are written in this.
0: Yeah, I, I would. I agree didn't with actually
1: that. count, but like, that's the other. Like, things get repeated a lot, which is what you know some of the versions do to get time down. Yeah. It's just don't repeat something like seven times. Say it like once or twice.
0: Exactly. Um... I would do anything for love, anything you've been dreaming of, but I just won't do that. Doesn't this seem to imply that the person is asking him to do that?
1: You know, like, yeah, like, please forgive yourself <laughs> <laughs> if we, if we don't, don't go all the way, way to the night, night. He's like, no, I can't do it. I just won't do it. Like, that doesn't, like, it sounds like nonsense.
0: Yeah, I think that's another reason people get confused, is because he's like, whoa, 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 I, I just won't do that. Like, back up, lady, but, like... Like, Nobody's proposing that you forget the way she feels right now. Yeah. Or that y- you forgive yourself for not going all the way tonight. Like <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's mostly a very odd.
1: That's mostly a transitional section. Yeah, really it's really just there.
0: meant to not meant to be the main focus by any means. It's like a like a vocal bridge, really. Mm-hmm. And then we come to verse two. Some days I pray for silence. Some days I pray for soul. So Some days I just pray to the god of sex and drums and rock and roll. Some nights I lose the feeling. Some nights I lose control. Some nights I just lose it all when I watch you dance and the thunder rolls. Um. So originally the line was meant to be sex and drugs and rock and roll, but the radio wouldn't let that happen.
1: Which, of course, supposedly he sings both live, just like whenever it yeah. feels like it.
0: Depending on what he feels like.
1: But yeah, I mean, uh, I heard drugs at first, but then you know, listening to it multiple times, like, wait a minute, that's a bit too soft for that G sound.
0: Yeah, like is he saying drums? It's Like, why is that different from rock and roll? Yeah, or jazz drums. <laughs> jazz drums. Oh, great Bob drums! Alex, who do you think the god of sex and drums and rock and roll god is? And life. can we expect to see him in God of War Ragnarok?
1: Uh, he might be in a sequel. They might be saving him for his, like <sighs> if they're working their way through, um, what are they? Pantheons? Pantheon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, eventually they'll get to like modern day, and then they'll have to do an American gods type thing where the gods are like media and right, whatever technology, I guess. <laughs>
0: Technology and uh Globalization,
1: is. I think, is one of them. <laughs> is
0: Globalization one of the gods? It's been a while since I read that book. Well, I don't want to
1: give away the ending, but not really. But that's sort of how they I mean, I haven't watched the latest uh season. But that's sort of how they uh frame him in. He's Mr. World, right? Oh,
0: it's pitbull. Mr. Worldwide, Alex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, right, right.
1: He's the he's the god of the Miami Counting recording in industry? Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, what was he saying? Car. All right. Right, yeah. Now we're talking like we're we're praying, right? Praying to this yeah. god of rock and roll. It's still very intense. It's We're appealing to the divine now.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is his daytime activity. We have another day-night divide here. Oh, that's here, right. Which I, that's right. I, didn't, I haven't noticed that at all until looking at these just now. <laughs> But there's something. Yeah, so his days are spent in uh you know praying for silence and soul and sometimes for just fucking and getting high and listening to rock and roll music.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Seems like an easy god to be. Which right? is all
1: I remember <laughs> seeing, I think, an interview with Jim Steinman. I don't remember what it was for, but he mm-hmm. kinda of talked about how some of the original Bad Out of Hell he wrote as kind of a joke. And obviously some of it's kind of funny. <laughs> But also the joke to him was like, can you just imagine a guy like Meatloaf singing about like this kind of shit? <laughs> <laughs> like it's like, yeah, I just couldn't imagine Meatloaf like in a paradise by the dashboard light situation. So I wrote the song for him because it was Jeez, funny I to why, me. <laughs>
0: why Meatloaf and Jim Steinman didn't get along? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So <laughs> I just remember seeing him say something like that. I don't remember where now. Right. But uh, that's. Uh... I feel like that's kind of this too i don't know yeah maybe the thing the problem is that meatloaf is also the only
0: one or one of the few who can deliver can pull on it off yeah. this promise yeah
1: that's true i don't know i don't know i mostly it's want to make maybe
0: see funny that in that interview. like 1990s comedy sensibility where like yeah the fat guy's singing right yeah, yeah. yeah. but like <laughs> i don't know who else you would give this to <laughs>
1: I'm just shrugging in my chair right now. I have no idea.
0: I know. I mean, to bring up total eclipse of a heart of the heart, we listened to quite a few covers that week. The the version we ultimately gave best version to was the band called Straight Out of Junior High, which was like a two minute pop punk version, which is like about the only other acceptable approach. Just completely changing the, it. Yeah, because like, of the cringe value, I guess. Right? Because it's like, wow, you're right. being super emotional. Yeah, like who like else a teenager. would be
1: that melodramatic? Oh, I know. Someone who doesn't know how to function in, in society yet.
0: Yeah, so this one is, I guess to sum up verse 2, a lot of melodrama. Um, And the one line I hadn't heard in this before, because some some for some reason I don't think it was in the, the music video version, is the Some Nights I Just Lose It All When I Watch You Dance in the Thunder Rolls.
1: Yeah, I thought you said Thunder Road when I first heard it, because I had just listened to some Springsteen, and I was like, oh shit, Okay. he just yeah, referenced the thing I just heard, but no, nah, I just it
0: no he's referencing the sweet treat thunder rolls that no, exists just... is that real no <laughs> i'm i'm just being dumb Can I get that um yeah that's that's Tokyo? just like your semi-erotic imagery there i watch you dance in the thunder rolls yeah mm. Mm, you're dancing it's
1: it's... and it, it's like it's dark it's it's the it, like it's the imagery from the total eclipse of the heart music video like everything's oh, dark man. and it's lit by lightning
0: yeah, and there's a bunch of dudes in underwear just like doing flips.
1: And you got it's it's also similar <laughs> imagery too. Um uh what is it? Raspberry Beret where like there's a right. brief part where they like they describe the storm but you're like you know they're fucking.
0: Yeah, that's right. This is definitely a yeah, the thunder rolling is like synonymous with fucking.
1: Yeah. And also, like, that's, dancing is kind of a metaphor for sex a lot of the time.
0: So. Yes, that's right. Yeah, good good call. And then we come to a new pre-chorus. Maybe I'm lonely. That's all I'm qualified to be. There's just one and only. One and only promise I can keep. As long as the wheels are turning. As long as the fires are burning. As long as your prayers are coming true. Yeah, you but I
2: believe, I believe it. That I would do. Damn, I fly, fly, fall, I yeah, he's
0: really going there. Um... He raises a good point here. He does sound lonely as fuck.
1: Yeah, he's, he's this is gone like... On for... Yeah, really like powerful appeal. He's, this is... um, Pleading. This is a pleading mm-hmm. part of the song.
0: And he says there's only one promise he can keep. And that's the promise that he would do anything for love, I guess. Which is a broad promise. Yeah, I can only
1: keep the promise that I'll do anything. Oh, well,
0: great. All right. <laughs> do, do we even need another promise i don't yeah, know
1: so that pretty much covers your bases
0: yeah but you know again this is another as long as the universe exists yeah um you better believe it
1: now the wheels i mean of course now i think we're getting back into the like motorcycle the wheels and mm. the fire i mean i'm picturing a motorcycle leaving a trail of fire i don't know about you uh um, yeah
0: no yeah that's Pretty much, yeah. It's Back to the Future, but with a motorcycle instead of a DeLorean.
1: Yeah. Everything's on fire. Prayers are coming true because he was just praying. And mm-hmm. uh got to believe. That's also a part of prayer belief. I don't know if that totally ties in. Yeah. But anyway. Well,
0: he says you better believe it at the end of the other uh, pre-chorus, too. Oh, that's well. true. So that's just uh, that's just there for form as well. And he says your prayers are coming true, interestingly. So it's not about his prayers for soul silence and sex drums and rock and roll.
1: Right, it's whatever they want, which is what he's going to do, right?
0: Yeah, he is the prayer-come-in-truer-maker. The prayer-fulfiller, that's <laughs> what I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, that, that, that rolls off the tongue a little better than the come-in-truer-maker. <laughs> uh, so then we come to the chorus again, yeah, I'll do the chorus. anything for love.
0: You know it's true and that's a fact, there's no turning back. And, and then, then he the goes, thing he won't do is he'll never do it better than he does it with you. I'll never do it better than I do it with you so long, so long. I'd Do anything for love, but I won't do.
1: Yeah, that. so it's almost like it's kind of a weird way of saying it, but it's kind of that like I'll never love anyone else. I think that's what I get out of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like that's what love you would will think never that be, that be like is. this. But, but what he really says is that it he he'll never do it better, right? <laughs> Which implies that he will do it with other people. He, but he would love never love anyone
1: more. I think.
0: I guess that's probably the way of doing it. But there's also a weird delivery of so long. As in goodbye? Yeah. Because he kind of, the way he sings it is the, the phrase goes, but I'll never do it better than I do it with you so long. And then we get the second one to go so long. So is this a breakup song?
1: Because oh, kind of like once we get into the, like the final section, they're clearly having some, some disagreement.
0: Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. I I. Ah, hmm. Ah uh, but I mean the, the remember this is, is a tumultuous they...
1: relationship too. So there's that's sometimes true. it's hot, sometimes it's cold. So maybe this is just one of the cold parts.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um maybe that it's just that acknowledgement is that he you know he knows that he won't that it won't get better than this so he won't actively seek that. Maybe that's the implication. It's like I'll never do it better than I do it with you. Um so I'm I'm just not going to do that. I, so, I won't. So why even try? <laughs> why even try? Yeah, maybe. And then, and um, maybe the so long is just to imply that their their sexual engagements last a long period of time. <laughs> so long.
1: Ugh. Gonna need a drink of water.
0: Gonna need yeah, a couple drinks of water. Store your electrolytes. You know, a light snack. <laughs> then get the right mix back on the side.
1: Get right back into it.
0: Get right back into it, and that right back into it is, uh you know, the I would do anything for love, anything you would dream of, but I just won't do that. Yeah, get that for a bit.
1: Says that many times. The I guess post chorus. It's also described here as the hook, but I don't know why the first one isn't a hook. If the, anyway, yeah, I, I I don't need to complain about genius labeling more. I know, right? This is uh, what happens. And then again, get... allegedly a verse, but it's just a line. I'll never stop dreaming (laughs) of you every night of my life. But that also makes it seem like a breakup. Right. And he says, no way. And then I would do anything for love a couple times, but I won't do that.
0: Right, but I won't do that. I won't stop dreaming of you.
1: Yeah. And then, Um, duet time.
0: Yeah, we get to the Lorraine Crosby verses, which are...
1: So she kind of sounds like, maybe this is too early. Oh, well, kind of sounds like Bonnie Tyler.
0: A bit, yeah. Bonnie Tyler was originally um, one of the people they looked to do the part, I believe.
1: Clearly I they had a style that. in mind. But it's not mm-hmm. a common style, so they found the right person.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's common she. common so, what? The, the interesting thing is Lorraine Crosby sang the guiding vocals on this. So that's I oh. guess where you, you go in and you sing so that you can get Meatloaf to come in or who, whomsoever it may be. And they follow the melody you lay out. Right. So she did that, and then six months later they were like, hey, can we use your vocals? Um, and that's why she gotten like no oh. fucking money off of this, because she had already been paid for the guide vocals. And they just used them and... in the
1: final version. Yeah. Well, for a guide vocal, she really gives her. I
0: don't know. Yeah, she <laughs> fucking belts it. Like uh, this is really, I think, what takes it from being another meatloaf song to like a, a great, like, performance piece. Because um, this section is her basically challenging his assertions and then, like, ask, oh, will you do this? Will you do that? And he's like, yeah. And then she's eventually like, no, this is what's going to happen. And then...
1: And he says, no, I won't do that. No, I won't. But yeah. he doesn't, She doesn't believe him. Or doesn't she doesn't believe him. Yeah, we kind of... Because we
0: kind of end cold. This song has... This is a weird thought to bring up, but it's... It's an almost... And it's maybe because she mentions a Midsummer's Night fling. The end of the song has a bit of an autumnal feel to it, Alex. Similar, oh,
1: similar
0: to, to uh, Bob Seger's "Night Moves," where he ends that one with "With autumn closing in." The hill. Oh, that's right, he does.
1: Working on mysteries but without any clue. It's strange how All the night, night moves.
2: moves.
0: Yeah, but that's this. Um let's go through these we kinda we've kinda yeah. given the shape of these lyrics, let's say what yeah. they actually are. Will you raise me up? Will you help me down? Will you get me right out of this godforsaken town? Will you make it all a little less cold? I can do that, can do says that. Meatloaf. Oh I can do that. Will you hold me sacred? Will you hold me tight? Will you color she says colorize. I heard cauterize, but I guess colorize makes more it sense. Makes more
1: sense than cauterize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> colorize my life. I'm so sick of black and white. See, this one isn't included in the music video version. Can you make it all a little less old? I can do that. Oh, no, now I can do that. Um, I, I guess we'll stop talking about these yeah, two. There's,
1: there's a lot of them. It's quite a lot. She's trying to, like, I mean, he says he'll do anything for love, and she's like, well, you do all this stuff, basically.
0: Yeah. Um, you get some classic romance images getting out of Godforsaken towns. That's a that's a Bruce Springsteen a spring scene, image if yeah. there were one.
1: That's a that's that's born to run. That's Thunder Road.
0: hmm and you know, she says, Will you hold me sacred, will you hold me tight? Like will you both, you know, kinda yeah, you know, keep me close but also treat me like something awesome. Yeah. And will you you make my life interesting, basically, and beautiful. Will you colorize my life, I'm so sick of black and white.
1: So it's not always the same old thing. Mm-hmm. make it exciting and he says oh I can do that
0: yeah and like so far these things are pretty doable and then she comes yeah. to this next one will you make me some magic with your own two hands can you build an emerald city with these grains of sand can you give me something I can take home and he says I can do that sure
1: but like that doesn't even mean anything
0: maybe it does yeah i mean i mean w- not literally what does it mean? not literally it said it said like it has meaning what does it mean to build yeah. an emerald city with grains of sand it basically it means to do the impossible
1: but the emerald city is a, yeah i guess so but the emerald city is a facade isn't it not kind I mean, of, it is of it is an act of
0: magic isn't it uh, that's what she asked for before
1: true but I, I mean it would be from grains of sand but the emerald city itself right yeah like it, it's in, not emerald.
0: wizard of oz it's not Emerald. It's, it's, uh, it's just a So it's city, actually just a set. Put it's glasses. a backdrop.
1: <laughs> they put glasses on, right? It's not em- made of Emerald. They just put Emerald right. glasses on. And it looks Emerald. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that's oh, dear, part of it. Emerald. Like the fact that the Emerald City... But she's asking for it. I don't
0: know. Mm-hmm. I guess because then that's further expanded upon, Will you cater to every fantasy I've got. You ho- so again, this Emerald City is... Uh, it's a dream, it's an illusion, so. but can you... Can you? But can
1: you, it? like, make it real? As real as mm-hmm. possible, kind of thing. I guess, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And then the next line is, like... so Like, this is
0: so intense. I don't yeah. know why. This is, like, peak horniness. And yeah. this is also the line where I get the CD skip in the version I had <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Will
1: you hose me down with holy water if I get too hot? Which, like, I feel like there's so much there. Like, one, hosing someone down... And then if you're too hot, does that mean you're just really horny? It's like, will you hose me down when I'm really horny? Because it's like, that, wow. Yeah. Uh, but also, I mean, like, it's... holy water, that just makes it so intense. Like,
0: and also, Because it's like
1: come? demon, demonic <laughs> possession. Yeah. yeah, and how much
0: of this is cum? <laughs> it's like, you can make an argument for holy water being cum. I'm not sure if I want to make it. But yeah, you're right. This is layered with just, like, so There's many just, symbols yeah. and ideas. That regardless of what the meaning is, it just, it's intense.
1: Yeah, it's in, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing. There's just so yeah. much there. It just makes it intense in ways that are hard to describe.
0: Describe, and this is maybe the peak of it. Yeah. And then, of course, you got her punching the fucking delivery on Too Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Will you take me places I've never known? Now I can do that. Oh, no, I can do that. And then we get the flip. She says, no, you f- fucking wouldn't. She says after a while you'll forget everything as a brief interlude and a midsummer night's fling and then you'll see that it's time to move on. He says I won't do that. I won't do that. She says I know the territory. I've been around. I ain't no hollaback girl. Uh, It'll all turn to dust and we'll all fall down. Sooner or later you'll be screwing around. I won't do that he says. No I won't do that. Then we get the outro anything for love I would do anything for love but I won't do that. No I won't do that.
2: I won't do that.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. the many lyrics of that song. The many lyrics and the many and, lyrics like, and
1: like very strong imagery.
0: Yeah, it really is just like a song more about evoking feelings and imagery than about coherence.
1: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't always make sense grammatically mm-hmm. or logically.
0: Logically or like cuz I I still don't understand like whoosh. Who meatloaf is embodying in this scenario, or like where this conversation is taking place? Yeah, Uh there was an old David Wong article where he talked about you could determine realism in a film by whether you can imagine those characters taking dump. Like it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, and they they go to the bathroom, uh, and that's like a sense of realism, right? Like that right. you can picture that these characters doing human things. And here I'm just I struggle to find like a setting. That is grounded in reality at the very least. The closest right. we have is the music video. <laughs>
1: yeah, like this entire thing takes place in like a crumbling castle. It mm-hmm. does not have latrines. It has like parapets. Yeah. Even a real word? Anyway. I, um, I think it is. And like like curtains. Like sheer curtains. Curtains and can candles. See. Yeah. Candles, yeah. So it's it's the... Every Jim Steinman song takes place in the Total Eclipse of the Heart music video, ultimately.
0: Basically, and in this sort of like heightened, horny reality.
1: Yes, everything's very horny, and intense, and uh, also monstrous.
0: Yeah, it's almost adjacent to to Walter Hill, the director of uh, The Warriors and also Streets of Fire.
1: Which, I mean, Jim Steinman was involved in Streets of Fire, so...
0: Exactly, but you know, Walter Hill was like, I wanted to make a movie that teenaged me would like. And that almost seems to be the same approach Jim Steinman has. Where, except maybe instead of teenaged him, it's just like the horniest version of himself. It's like, I want <laughs> motorcycles... I want sexy vampires. I want gross vampires. I want like nonstop fucking. Like this, this is his. They don't even talk to himself. Yeah, I guess
1: there's kind of yeah. Like there no is like implied orgies kind of. at play
0: in, in the music video. True.
1: Which we oh, oh, man, there's so much to talk about. Let, let's talk about the music.
0: Let's talk about this music first. So I uh, so and and that music starts right off with again motorcycle imagery. It's a guitar. This yes, really very similar to guitar.
1: some of the sounds you hear in the first uh, "Bad Out of Hell," uh, which had yeah. that kind of like, mm-hmm. which was all a guitar that sounds like motorcycle.
0: Yeah, and this is of course this is the first track on the album too. This is "Back into Hell." "Bad Out of Hell," "Back into Hell." So what better way to bring us back in than with some of this guitar?
1: Yes, absolutely. Motorcycle sounds. Um, mm-hmm. And then piano, lots of piano, pretty fast.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. that piano's pretty consistent throughout. Like it's definitely one of the backbones of this piece. That dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 and then Jim Simon
1: plays the piano. I didn't actually look at the credits. So I suspect he does play the piano on this. Because like, I'd be who, shocked. Who if else didn't? would? Right. Really? Yeah. No, Roy. Baton Roy. Baton. We talked Shit. about him, didn't we?
2: Um, probably. Oh fucking a! He's the
1: professor. Professor Oak? No, is he the Professor? Yeah. From the E Street Band. He's
0: The longtime member of the E Street Band. Oh damn. That's right. Well, there you fucking go.
1: I don't know if it's bitten or baton, but anyway.
0: Um well let me tell you, I'm I'm bitten by the baton bug, because this is some. That's pretty cool. So there's another there's another
1: Springsteen connection. Yeah. Um Yeah. So Yeah, and so we get like
0: the addition of drums and some screaming guitar in this.
1: Yes, yeah, so they got that like screaming distorted guitar. It doesn't really take the lead, but it's kind of always no. there or a layer a lot of the time. When it really it's gets au- down low, it's not. But
0: yeah, it's really auxiliary and meant to sort of fill in the space. Like we're building chaos and insanity, and it takes one minute and fifty seconds to get to vocals.
1: Yeah, there's a but right before that the guitars like screeching in and like slowly getting just like screechier and screechier and then it does it starts to do this like crescendo up to the vocals yeah so i guess the yeah. guitar kind of takes the lead at that point but there's a bit where it's like jumping back and forth between left and right channels like quickly
0: yeah it's really moving around to yeah. build more of a space than to be the lead instrument
1: yeah so there's just so much that happens in this song
0: yeah it's where like We've just been getting a nonstop build for just about two minutes, yeah, and then it comes right back down to give you us get this back fucking... down.
1: Get into that ballad, you know, the piano softer.
0: Yeah, this tender meatloaf coming in, hot and fresh and ready to to make us cry.
1: Yes, meat, meat is singing. Um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> just I just, himself. just laughed at my, my joke I wrote, which is uh right off the bat,
0: there's backup vocals. Ah, that's, uh, that's a, I think, almost exactly what I was going to say accidentally. There is, yeah, a sort of backing choir in this.
2: Like, right off the bat, yeah,
0: like, supported by these harmonies.
1: Yeah. Even though it's kind of this low point, you know? And then, like, strings, too. You know? Yeah. Um yeah, there's just a lot. Um and, yeah. then, and then after little yeah.
0: couplets he does, he there's the two notes on the piano.
1: That's dun, right. Dun. That's kind of an important part uh of the of the melody there. Mm-hmm. I would do anything for love. Run right into hell and back and then bum bum like Yeah. I don't even know like what is that? What do you call that? It's, it's important. Like it's, because,
0: um, it's like musical punctuation. Yeah, it I like guess so.
1: It, it just, it's like it, a period. It really punctuates it. And uh, what else has that? Um, Royals had something like that? Right. It's more an Number echo in Number 30 Royals.
0: on the 500 greatest songs of all time. Huh? Uh, so we
1: could be royal. Like it has mm, that yeah, kind right. of thing. Um, anyway, it's very memorable. Like you can't not have that. You kind of have to sing along, even though it's not a vocal part
0: hmm I think I feel like they do get backup vocals on it at one point. Yeah,
1: they go, uh ah, ah, I <authentic> think I think you're right.
0: Yeah. I think you're but right. But yeah, it is like it's ingrained into the, the song pretty well. And then of course
1: we pick up because there's a lot of back and forth, and there's a lot of slow and fast and loud and soft. Mm-hmm. Um and this is where we get that ba 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 da uh, which comes in later in the post-chorus, and this is sort yeah. of a post-chorus because we sort of do a not quite chorus at the start. Um, yeah,
0: it's like your introduction to the idea of the chorus.
1: Yeah, and later on we don't have we add rather vocals to this part, but there's none yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like at the just about the three-minute mark, we pick up from the quiet section. Piano's back in the mix. Guitar's starting to scream some more. And, and then this <sighs> instrumental section lasts a little longer than I would expect. I think this is something that does. they could have and should have and did cut in, in the shorter versions. Yeah, I
1: mean, lots like, of them have that. Yeah. So. um, But it's... Um, wow. It's just like looking at all the stuff. I, there's just like so much about this song. Um, I know, the, right? The, once we get into the verses, I it starts to really get this energetic feeling. And that to me is the like motorcycle on the road part of the song. Mm hmm. You know, this is, he's speeding. And some days don't come easy. Some yeah, it's got that like restraint
0: behind it too, right? Yeah. It's not the, it's that not, intro it's piano not, verse. It's,
1: it's picking up, but it, you know, it's mm-hmm. accelerating. It's not. Yeah, you got those drums just doing the light like,
0: like it's. And then he lets rip a couple times. He's like, "And these are the days that never end." And then it's back down. And sometimes, yeah. A
1: lot up and down. And of course, yeah, it's kind of like two slow builds, really, slowish, not that slow.
0: Yeah, but then that brings us, like, we get this relief when we come to that. I know you can save me pre-chorus. Yeah, because everything seems to open up yeah, a bit there. Crazy.
1: You oh, get this like gentle it's guitar it's
0: arpeggio. True. We get the backup vocals smoothing things over.
1: Oh, and then okay, halfway through, so that's when it gets really intense, right? There's like a mm-hmm. big drum, like it's a bang. And as long yeah. as the planets turning, boom. As long as the stars are burning, a boom. And then slow it like this, slow down into the into the last. You better believe it, like. Really, really, like biting into that. Slow it down to emphasize, and then into the chorus.
0: Yeah, everything slows down, but it, it's all punching so much harder, right? Yeah. You're getting this heavy, like down pattern on the piano. Yeah, which that in, feels in, in very musical words. theater to me. Yes. Which
1: I don't totally know if that's true, but for some reason I feel it is.
0: It's uh. Feels. I'll that tell you way. this. We don't talk about it often in a lot of the pop music we talk about on this show. That's so. true. That's true. Call a musical theater. You slow
1: down. Anyway, yeah. And then into the chorus, which is kind of a lower part of the song. This mm-hmm. is more, I guess, intimate. When he says, I would do anything for love.
0: Yeah, because we get a big like crash explosion to that. And then it's, again, this gentle space. This is where we get the uh, the backup vocals on that two-note pattern. that Ah, ah. ah yes. So yeah, it's these gentle uh, phrases bookended by big notes because you get that guitar sting on those two notes too. Yeah,
1: and still as gentle as they are, still a lot of support from other stuff. Like it's yeah, it's I big. I
0: wrote one of my notes is that this song vocally starts out at a ten and goes further from there. And yeah. I know he's like singing like low, but like the the fucking emotion and commitment to the words is there right off the bat. Yeah, I gotta stop saying yeah. right off the bat. It There's sounds a like patting ourselves on her. the back.
1: <laughs> you know, bat. right off the bat out of of hell hell to bat into hell uh (laughs) Uh, it's too much it's too much man uh then we go into a post chorus post chorus yeah very similar to that part we're talking about before but there's lyrics now which we said a few times but didn't read all of because there's a lot of
0: them that's right yeah but i just won't do that
1: yeah a big guitar sustain here too. Very big guitar. Yeah. Um. Also, what are they? So partway through here, like the drums, kind of, like this sort of builds like every line. Things change. Mm-hmm. You know, it adds in that guitar sustain as I mentioned. Like partway through, as it going, and then the drums switch over to like low toms for a yeah. while. So it's like and like to to cymbals and stuff. And yeah, so this is a lot of stuff. Things are changing. Yeah. Things are and from there, you know.
0: from that uh, post-chorus section, we move into an actual instrumental bridge.
1: We do, which, like, nobody else does.
0: Nobody else does. Actually, I think one reference is, because we get this, this the choir coming, and this... Which honestly might be like a vocoder, because oh, yeah. it's very, like the same tone every time or maybe just some vocalists are good at what they do?
1: Maybe. (laughs) Are there talented vocalists out there? Who knows?
0: But yeah, Yeah. again, this is just like big energy and I guess maybe a break for Meatloaf to take a breath. Towel off. Uh,
1: There's also a very brief organ. It does like a... Oh, yeah. Uh, So I think there's an organ through this, but I this is like... I, you don't hear it very much.
0: I know. It, it, we're pretty dense with things.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's that. Uh, yeah. And that takes us back
0: to back pretty much a hyped the, up version of the intro there.
1: Back into the post-chorus for a bit, dun, right? Dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. without vocals. Yeah. It's the intro. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. So a lot of really intense stuff. Back into the verse, um, which now has like more guitar.
0: That's right. Doing his like chugging. Yeah, sort of chords. like chugging, a little muted. Piano,
1: Pianos. Just more intense. I don't know. Yeah. Also, this yeah. is where the Thunder Rolls line comes in, uh, which kind of had the thunder rolling right at the start of the song for the sounds. All
0: right. That's right.
1: All, yeah, that's a verse. Another verse. And then they do the pre-chorus, which kind of was about the same to me. I didn't hear much difference yeah. between the two. Um, I mean,
0: so, uh, sometimes with a chorus and pre-chorus, you want them to be like, more consistent, consistent right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Which, yeah, like fine. It's just there's been so much like then this builds, then this builds, and then there's more that like again, there's so much it,
0: dynamics like, in this gosh. song that like to have it go back to something more static uh, is like oh yeah weird.
1: And uh, it's like a jingle bell. No, this that's later. It's after the chorus. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> then a chorus. There's a guitar now, but it's still fairly low.
0: That's right. Um,
1: he, oh, this is where he does his like, no, where he says, no.
0: <laughs> no! Yeah. that Like really yeah. growled one. It yeah. Really around seven one. minutes, 40 seconds. I believe.
1: Um, that's this part. Um, and then it goes back into that post chorus and there's a little bit more. There's like a bell sound, like a jingle kind of for like mm-hmm. a bit.
0: Yeah. Like sleigh bells in the section yeah. that follows this.
1: And, uh, some more more like deep low strings and they're really like digging into the sound so like this is just going all out at this point
0: yeah and because and, and we start out like low so it's, it's just like compressing a build into yeah. a, a small section where we're, we're just throwing shit on top
1: yeah and then there's a higher guitar that comes in too uh, playing these like high fast descending arpeggios that like do hard cuts back and forth from left and right
0: yeah It's, yeah, it's moving from left to right and back again. It's very fast, (laughs) very swift. It's
1: not fading. And then for
0: about the nine minute mark, we come back down to vocals and pianos for that that verse, which is really just one new line.
1: Yeah, that one line. And then the duet section, Mm -hmm. Lorraine Crosby, uh, a a Mrs. Loud, Loud, a Jordy Lass. As it were, which is to say, As she's she's from Newcastle. That's like.
0: okay. All right.
1: Um, and she does sound like we said a bit like Bonnie Tyler. She's really going, but really, it's just like slow piano here, and then kind of back and forth between Lorraine and Meat.
0: Yeah, Crosby and of course, and like like Meat's parts are pretty uh small here. He has two lines.
1: True. Yes. Mostly her.
0: Yeah, and she fucking. Like like I say, she gives her, like without her, In with some other versions, we'll try to do her parts as just the same singer who's been doing the other parts, which I think is a terrible choice. Yeah,
1: it doesn't work as well.:
0: It doesn't work as well. This back and forth is kind of what makes this an interesting song because instead of just being this love profession song or I'm the professing my love, I'll do all this shit. We actually get to hear the other side of it. Right. And I have have the person who's being sang to be like, I don't fucking think so.
1: (laughs) And that was something I was kind of thinking throughout this because the song's 12 minutes long. It's long. Mm -hmm. Right. And some of the covers make it, you know, cut it down to four odd minutes. Some of them are a bit longer. But like Mm -hmm. I was thinking, what? Like, if you did say, oh, you know, we need to make this more palatable, and you did cut it way down, like, does it have the same appeal? I would, like, not really. Like, it's, it's an okay little song. Like, is it as good when it's cut down?
0: Yeah. How do you successfully cut it down? Or That's like, a good I, question.
1: I guess good is the wrong word. Is it the same thing? Like, what, what changes? Like, is it as unique, I guess? Because, like, mm-hmm. it still has a lot of this bombast and ec- excess um, and would be more consumable. But if you, like, really, if you were cutting it down, what's the first thing to go? It's going to be this bit, right? Like, with the duet.
0: Yeah, which is a terrible and choice, then, I think.
1: At that point, it's not the same thing. And yeah. it it's more manageable, but, like... Oh, for sure. But, but it doesn't cost? have what it is really which is admittedly ridiculous but also kind of unique in itself
0: exactly it's 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 fine to be ridiculous but you've got to buy into that whole hog right like yeah you can't be like we're going to be mostly ridiculous but not do the ridiculous duet at the end what like,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no 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 you can't just not be fully ridiculous
0: yeah you need to go full on and this is I, I, it's so critical to this song I think I think yeah, if you're trying to bring it down to that four or five minute mark, you need to, like, really pick and choose. This is how I would do it, Amy, is really pick and choose the verses on both ends. Because I think you'd have to cut some of hers, and you'd have to cut some of Meatloaf's. Right. To get it down to five minutes. Obviously, yeah. you chop that intro down to fucking nothing. You're gonna have to lose yeah, the like motorcycle bit.
1: A lot of the transitional parts. Easy, easy decision. Mm-hmm. Just don't do easy. it for like two minutes. Do it for like 30 seconds. It's fine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and just cut up some of those post-chorus repetitions. That's gonna save you probably five minutes anywhere. But then to get it to that extra length where you're well, you know, you're not quite in the entertainer rule, but you're within right. <laughs> in modern day radio play, you'd have to like be like, We're taking out this verse. Or how they even do it in the music video version is some verses just have like ends cut off of them. Like they'll cut off like that line about the the dancing while the thunder rolls is gone. It just moves right from there into maybe I'm crazy. And so that's another way you could do it. It's just see how much you can trim off individual uh, verses without fully removing them. But people don't put that much effort into this because it's just covers. Covers don't get you anything except the number one spot on Rolling Stone's 500 Best Songs of yeah. All Time, that could people. be you, anybody. Yeah.
1: But it has to be a cover, and you got to do cover. something with it.
0: You got to do something. So yeah, you're right. It's a cutting this song down is a is a uh, hard thing to do, and I think people make the wrong choice when they cut out this section.
1: But it's the end of the song. It's the end and, of the song. So yeah, and it, yeah. it
0: gives us again that like big rise. To, to the, the, the big climax line, where you hose right. me down with holy water if I get too hot. Ah. 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 And then from there, it's like it's just piano. Yeah. After
2: you all, you'll be screwing it.
1: around. I won't do that. And then, yeah, Meatloaf does a little outro bit and it just ends on that.
0: Yeah. And then we get that little piano ditty. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. so, like,
1: so much stuff happens, obviously, because we've been talking about it for like 20 minutes. Yeah probably. Longer?
0: It's it's a big song.
1: Um Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Alex, let's because we, we are running long on talking about this song in general. We are. Let's dive into the Michael Bay directed yeah. music, music video. Yeah. Video
1: from Michael Bay. Yes. I was
0: originally exciting. they wanted to have David Fincher on it, but in 1993 Michael Bay was a cheaper director. So this is who you got. Um, also the cinematographer on this is Daniel Pearl of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame, and he said this video is, quote, one of my personal all-time favorite projects. I think the cinematography is pure, and it tells a story about the song.
1: So, but what story does it
0: tell? Well, first, a motorcycle chase. Yeah. First, first, the story begins with the opening credits saying, I have traveled across the universe through the years to find her. Sometimes going all the way is just a start.
1: And then a motorcycle chase.
0: Then a motorcycle chase. First in the day, um,
1: it's orange. And then at yeah. night,
0: it's And yeah, so Meatloaf is on a motorcycle and he flees to a mausoleum. Yes. Um, and we see that he's an ugly motherfucker. So two yeah, inspirations for he's, he's a for Quasimodo this... type. Yeah. They list Beauty and the Beast and Phantom of the Opera as inspirations, but Quasimodo would also fall in line with ugly motherfucker who needs love. So yeah. that checks out. Good old hunchback um, of Notre Dame. He's Day. ugly. Well we see him looking at his ugly self in the mausoleum, we get flashes of the beautiful woman who is not Lorraine Crosby, but a, an actor. I can't remember what her name is, but Dana Patrick.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, funnily enough, she did such a convincing lip sync on this that executive like record producers came to her afterwards and was like, come, do a record deal with us. She's like, I can't sing.
1: But, <laughs> but she does do a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, he's he's hiding out in the mausoleum singing. There's a lot of, like, lightning flashing. And the police come in. They're looking at all this old cobweb-covered stuff.
0: Yeah, you got two guys. You got flashlight cop and shotgun cop. And they're about to fuck everything up in here.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then he bursts through a solid... Stone wall a on his motorcycle. Solid s-
0: stone wall on a motorcycle, and then which the which surprises the cop. In their shock, one of them
1: shoot a chandelier, which comes down and kills them.
0: Yes, is there does only it one kill one cop now? One uh, yeah, cop it's at very least is very confusing. One cop is dead. I assume the other one went away and was like, "Hey, the meatloaf fucking murdered this cop, and not me with my shotgun that I shot into a chandelier." Uh we got to go to the mausoleum and find out what's going on. Cause then eventually the cops come to investigate this crime scene.
1: True. And so uh, that's what I think
0: happens there, but that's some wily e. coyote shit. Yeah. They're like, I got the shotgun. I'm going to kill the beast. <laughs>
1: oh no. <laughs> a chandelier landed on me. And then there's blood. That's how you know he's dead. That's how you know he's dead. And ground. he's running through the forest. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also a woman who's bathing, I guess.
0: Yeah, had a fountain. A fountain like a um, man-made fountain in the
1: middle of the forest so she's like very her her shots are very colorful and bright and then when it shows meatloaf it's like all dark and
0: yeah because they're gray. running through the same woods because she he drops his amulet while he's peeping on her and then she picks it up and pursues him and so when he's running through the woods it's this dark foggy spooky town and when she's running through it's like very green and and nice and lush
1: uh, yes, goes back and forth, and now, yeah, she's chasing him, which is... I guess she's just trying to bring the pendant back. Yeah, But also
0: she's horny for him, so... True, there's that. How, how, how she figured out that out, I don't know, but... So he flees back to his his, his mansion, presumably right beside the mausoleum, and then he is uh, sitting in his chair, surrounded by candles. Drinking it from his goblet. Drinking his wine. Yeah, and in the goblet, you can see her in the goblet a reflection of her running around the forest because not only is he an ugly guy he's a magical ugly guy presumably um Um, and then oh yeah and then
1: she gets into the mansion
0: (laughs) yes and he like slides away the fucking chair just fucking whips out of there it slides on like
1: a track and then it comes back and he's not in it And so he's, like, watching her, and there's some of these shots that are very, you know, total eclipse of the heart, where, you know, she's walking through the door, it's lit from behind, there's kind of fog, so you can see the light.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And so she curls up in that chair where he he just was, and she naps, and then her nap somehow turns into her bathing in a bath there with a bunch of candles around her. That's Yes. Um, Bathing. I'd
1: say fully clothed, but not quite fully clothed, but clothed.
0: Yeah, um, scantily clad, yeah. you might say.
1: And then to cut back to the police investigating, whatever's happening.
0: Yeah, and they're like, the, I the, don't the know what the fuck going the one on, police here. officer. Yeah, the accidental death of one police officer. I, I'm trying to figure out what Meatloaf's crime is here, besides being ugly. I mean, obviously well, he he's did being something pinned before because the they were of they were chasing. Him they're chasing him, him. Yeah.
1: So yeah, obviously um, he is getting pinned for that. Um, yeah, and exactly. then it shows Meatloaf just singing without the makeup.
0: Uh, a bit, yeah. For so bit. first we've got her on the bed, right? Or yeah, maybe that's after. But she's on the it's bed, and the then time. these these ladies spring up from under the bed.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, this is a year after Bram Stoker's Dracula came out, but that's very similar to part of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right. Um, have you watched that movie? Um, I think I'm familiar with that scene. Yeah, but... kind of a kind of an odd part where um, Keanu Reeves gets like I guess tempted or hypnotized by, like the brides of Dracula. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. I don't remember the specifics, but it's very similar to that, where they're kind of like popping
0: out of sheets. Yeah. So they're popping out as he sings just beside the bed about doing it so long, <laughs> and then he breaks all the mirrors in the house, like he's Rick Springfield in uh, Jesse's Girl. <laughs>
1: Jesse's Girl. <laughs> yes. No. Rick Springfield, known mirror breaker, uh, breaker of mirrors. <laughs>
0: Um, and then he starts playing into this, like, I mean, I know it's not a hurdy-gurdy, but I would like to call it that, because it's just, like, this old-timey gizmo organ.
1: Where's the- where's that? I'm trying to find the-
0: Um, it's close to when- it's we're getting close to her singing her part, where she goes onto that, like, therapist lounge chair. Right. Is he's
1: like, old-school- Yeah, it's like, some kind of weird music box, but he can, like- Maybe? He, like, sings into can, it. Like... There's, like,
0: a microphone attachment on it, like it's a, yeah. a phone. Is it, like, and an then...
1: old-school audio recorder?
0: Maybe, because then he also seems to operate a crank on the side that may be raising up her, her uh, chair that she's in, or it might be unrelated to that. But... Right. Well, she's
1: floating in this chair and then says, will you raise me up?
0: Yeah. And he says, yeah.
1: And she still doesn't <laughs> believe him. <laughs> it's
0: like, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and this is, of course, the same moment the cops show up and then Meatloaf and the lovely lady run away together. They look at each other, share an intimate moment, and that transforms Meatloaf back into a man instead of the beast. Which is but, probably good,
1: because apparently that makeup took a really long time to put on.
0: Yeah, I don't doubt that. They, uh, they were apparently over budget on this, and uh, I imagine half of that was on makeup. Yeah,
1: just making up Meatloaf. But then he turns into regular Meatloaf.
0: Yeah, but then the problem is, is that the the cops have found the amulet at this point. Now, what that means for anyone, I don't fucking know, man.
1: <laughs> but they escape on a motorcycle, ride right off into, I guess the sunset, but it might be the sunrise.
0: Yeah. Considering it's been either, night the Either way, this whole they're time. riding into the sun. Yeah. And then she's she's holding up her arms and with her little like billowy dress thing, it looks kind of neat. It's like yeah. Shh.
1: Oh yeah, she does hold up her arms. I mean, Michael Bay is known for his his visuals,
0: and this this music video is nothing if not visual.
1: Yeah, it's it's also an interesting audio. video. There's some audio. <laughs> you may notice. Yeah, it's notice. pretty
0: wild overall. It's uh, it's it's a treat for the eyes and ears, and makes about as much sense as the song itself. Again, like it's all like, whoa, this is emotional heavy imagery, and then you're like, I don't know if it all makes sense though. <laughs>
1: But yeah, it's it's big. It's got the like horror themes going on, which that sort of like grindhouse horror is definitely something that Meatloaf had played with in his career. Oh um, yeah, I'm I'm mostly thinking of Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, you definitely weren't thinking of Roadie, that other film he starred. I was not
1: thinking of Rody or Fight Club.
0: No, both that's movies right. he was Fight in. Club too. Meatloaf, what a what a storied career um that's it that's the original let's get yeah. into these covers alex starting with vox mystica in 1993 the same year this came out I
2: would do for love. Right
1: back. yeah getting right into it this is our like electronic dancey version
0: and it's, uh, I've, here's my, my, I'm going to give you my final verdict before we get into the details. I think a modern dance remix or like EDM style cover of this would be a lot more interesting than what they produce here on Vox Mystica.
1: This is kind of like basic.
0: Yeah. It's very like even is the word I would use to describe it. We established the rhythm. Yeah, it is. We throw in some auxiliary synths here and there. But beyond that, it's all very flat. And like even the, the vocalist herself, she. She's not a bad singer, but she doesn't punch anything like she should.
1: No, it's not. There's no, no uh, real emphasis on that. It's just kind of doing the lyrics. And it's very, like, bouncy. Like, the yeah. piano part that comes in is <laughs> its so bouncy. It's just a very know, bouncy. It's, like, it's pop, pop, bouncy pop, all around, pop. which I guess assists with the dancing. And, you know, you get that Boots and Cats. But I actually wasn't really expecting them to do the actual verses. Listening to the beginning, but like, what else are you gonna do for seven minutes?
0: I know, right? And they do like, they stick to it. They do like every verse. They do,
1: which is surprising. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, especially considering like the way you cut it down is removing some of the repetition, which is like the opposite of what you would generally do in a dance version. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I agree, it's kinda of flat. I, I describe it as bouncy and also flat, which sounds like it's contradictory, but it's not, trust me.
0: Yeah, bouncy in terms of like the rhythm and vibe it produces. Yeah. But then it but just like, stays the feel there, of right? it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and yeah, lots of synths. I didn't really note anything any particularly cool synthesizers. It's just all kind of playing into the texture and
0: Yeah, nothing was outlandish. It all just kinda of plays into the background and you're like, Okay. I guess the song is changing. But if you, like, if you made this today, you would have, like, a big break section where we can actually, like, focus on the vocals a bit, and then, like, instruments would layer in a bit, and then it would build up. Like, you could actually pull off some of the moves that are, like, done in the original. There's a lot of that build and drop and build, which I guess maybe wasn't the style of 90s dance, but.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just a product of the time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I definitely, I definitely agree. It's not really that exciting. To listen to, it's, it just ends up kind of being a generic dance beat over a recognizable song.
0: Yeah, that really is what it is. Um, um, we get a dude singing along in the like post-chorus section around the three-minute mark. We
1: do. But the call and response, duet part, is done solo. So it's yeah. like, where did that guy go? Can he I don't, you do something? Even if she does the big part and he just says, I won't do that, or whatever.
0: Yeah like no but she does it all
1: (laughs) yeah which yeah doesn't work as well if it's not a back and forth it's not a call and response
0: certainly not (sighs) um also could you find anything on this group i found their discogs page which had like a, a hundred aliases for them but yeah
1: no i not really i just saw them like a bit on all music and like is this this one yeah this is the their only thing on spotify yeah. so they have some history and they were around in the 90s so clearly someone was like this group fr- from the 90s mm-hmm. well theoretically they're around in the 90s maybe that's incorrect because i know we've we've talked about artists who like put the wrong date on their music but why would you pick 1993 i guess that's Damn. the release of the original song anyway it's weird i don't understand it
0: it is weird um i guess a great way to capitalize on a song that was just a, a fucking rip-roaring success. I said number one in twenty eight countries in the world.
1: right, now, it looks like they were legitimately around in the nineties,
0: yeah, I mean, this style of dance music places them in that era, if not that exact year. <laughs> true.
1: that's true, yeah, but yeah that's that's kind of this version,
0: yeah. um, she has a good delivery on screwing around at around uh like six twelve there. It really puts a little, a little screwing around, screwing around,
1: screwing which kind of just taken from the original, anyway.
0: Yeah, but at least you're it's doing something do that
1: not just screwing around, da, da, da. yeah,
0: because that's how she delivers a lot of the other lines. It's just that like laissez faire, not a care in the world <laughs> dance voice, yeah, just even, yeah, very even. Um, yeah, so not, not fantastical. But in some ways, the most different version we're going to get because it's like the least theater version. <laughs> True, yeah. So
1: there, there's, a, there's a really good dance version. Possible. I don't Possible. know if it exists yet.
0: I don't know if it exists. If you're out there looking to make a dance version of a 12-minute song, I mean, that's great for dance material.
1: Yeah, honestly, 12 minutes of dancing
0: isn't that much. That's not that much. Come on, folks. In the meantime, though, we're going to talk about Reverse Osmosis in 2006. This is a University of Southern California a cappella group. I
2: anything I would do anything for love. I would do anything, for love. And I would do anything for love. But I won't.
1: Okay, I was having trouble finding them. Because Reverse Osmosis is just a thing you can do with water.
0: I think you just put in like band or a cappella group. Why music did I have so much have trouble there?
1: What's wild? I don't know. City? I found a
0: Facebook page for them and then I was like, Yeah, that sounds about what these guys are.
1: Oh I see a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. With <laughs> no description. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Yeah, these are a cappella guys. Um They're not an artist, DJ, musician. No. Or are they? It the
2: on how the, the
1: description feel. of them on Spotify doesn't really help oh, because yeah, it's probably Spotify not them.
0: Oh, reverse osmosis glides in the space but comes down to the planet to play music at times. Bohemian, bohemian collecting, collecting music, collecting from, different music different from different sources to, to reform them and play it. <laughs> It will be totally okay to say that he is known for his exhilarating music and style, which is definitely very distinctive from what you hear on your local radio. I'm glad it's totally okay. I wanted to say it, but I wasn't sure. Um, In the initial years of his Rhapsody, he spent a lot of time playing at various clubs as a resident DJ and collaborating with several artists for the sake of different music. His first music release in the year 2010 gained a lot of attention and support, and since then he's been releasing music that can be very well distinguished and recognized as his style. I'm glad his music can be distinguished.
1: That's good. Yeah, so I'm assuming someone different.
0: Is this music? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I can distinguish that. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, so this it's is acapella. It's acapella. It is acapella, baby, um, which normally I would I would just say, no, bad, very bad, no, <laughs> we're not going to talk about this. Um, but I'd say acapella also occupies this weird space of musical theater, a different realm than Meatloaf himself occupies, yeah. but it's not a huge leap to say, let's take a Meatloaf song and do acapella for it.
1: Yeah. And this is one of the first ones. That, I mean, several of them do this, but like, um, cuts out a lot of stuff. And because it's a cappella and has such a focus on the vocals, they don't have like any instrumental sections. Mm-hmm. So that cuts uh, the time down. And then they cut down a lot of the repetition as well.
0: Yeah. And I would say they, uh, one of the big things they suffer from on this is n- maybe just not having enough voices on this. Because they can handle the sort of down low energy sections really well, but then when it comes time to punch up, I feel like there's it doesn't not feel as lift. big.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought it felt sufficiently big, like for a mostly just vocal thing. You know, you don't have the support from the strings and the whatever mm-hmm. electric guitars. But, right. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I'm not expecting them to reach yeah. the same heights as the original. But I think just a bigger shift is what I needed to see. It seems like you could have added more people to do the lead parts.
2: Which yeah, I they suppose do at,
0: at a couple of moments, but not overall. Um, structurally, I think they do a pretty good job of of most of the things. Yeah, like cutting a lot of things, well. and,
1: and but covering all their bases. Uh, but yes, I, I think I agree with you. What you said before, like we've talked about, acapella is kind of a ridiculous thing. But also, mm-hmm. meatloaf is kind of ridiculous yeah. in a lot of ways. So, like, it it works out okay, even though there's some ridiculousness.
0: Yeah, it's it's like there's enough goofiness here that you don't have to... Yeah. And this is maybe where I'm going to complain next, is around the 1 minute and 30 seconds part, where the backing vocals say, Meatloaf, <laughs> Meat and then loaf. save me, Meatloaf.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. But also, I... I I laughed when I first heard it. Like <laughs> where the fuck yeah. did that come from?
0: <laughs> yeah, I just wonder if like... I,
1: it's like I don't know. Is that too much, you think? I it's I didn't it's, think it's so.
0: very much in the Marvel style of isn't it ridiculous that we're doing this? <laughs> right. Aren't superheroes crazy and you're like, Yeah. Right, and you're fucking like wait no. a minute
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why are we pointing this out? Um yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, did, uh didn't I, I didn't have a problem with it personally.
0: Well, fair enough. I think maybe I always look for <laughs> problems. <laughs> maybe I and I get it. Like I get it. I get that's a little comedy moment and probably plays well live. Yeah, you say meatloaf and everybody goes, like, "Yes, yeah, the guy did the loaf. song. Save me, meatloaf. What? Ah, oh, jeez, this is the best a cappella show I've ever seen." And, and you know they go home happy, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I I just think. Maybe my problem is that not not everything else was done well enough to let this joke slide. Doesn't to just be like,
1: like oh. doesn't doesn't work for you overall.
0: Yeah, like put this flourish in once you fucking nailed these other sections. Once we've got a big rich acapella sound, right? But I don't think we've hit that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, other than that, like pretty straightforward. It follows yeah, the structure must- with a lot of stuff cut out, and mm-hmm. uh, they also do the thing where like they have a lot of. Distorted sounds, so they're like, do the bass is yeah. down low, and it doesn't sound like voices, but it, it is.
0: Yeah, also, I there believe. is an actual guitar, briefly. At, like, Is there minutes. an actual guitar,
1: or is that their voice is distorted? Do you, I, I mean... Because <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought maybe it was them. Like a, it being like, be be, like wrew, heavily distorted. It's Which very again ra- yeah. raises
0: the other question I always ask about these. What's the point then? What's the I point think... in taking your voice and distorting it to sound indistinguishable from a guitar? In post-production.
1: <laughs> so I'm listening to it again. There's parts that sound like vocals that are just heavily distorted. And I don't have an answer to that question if, if, if it wasn't rhetorical.
0: Well, it's it was both. I I I suppose I didn't expect an answer, but that doesn't necessarily make it. You I mean, rhetorical. I can't answer. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I can't answer.
0: All right. Yeah, um, that's I Acapella did think version. around two forty here. Once they start doing two people like they have the backup vocals doing some uh, a part while the main vocals are going picks up. That's the pickup here. That's the strength. I would have liked to see more of that because the original itself opens with such chaos. Right, then, I think it's
1: just it's so hard to match that. And then it's mm-hmm. like, where do you go from there, kind of thing. So I, I I can understand the instinct to not want to start like you said at ten and go from there. Yeah. Um, because like how <laughs> not any everyone can do that kind of thing, but yeah, yeah I, I guess it's 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 uh it's a lot.
0: But I will say that's that's their this is where they they I would be like oh this is good acapellas when they're leaning into that chaos when everybody's putting in a little bit of craziness, because then I'm not focusing on one, any single aspect and going like, oh, there's somebody going bum, bum. And here's somebody going da da." Like it, it actually becomes music because there's enough going on. Right. right. I'm making a lot of just general complaints yeah. about acapella, I feel, but yeah. let me, let's, let's nail the last thing in this coffin before we move on, Alex. No duet. None of the lady verses yeah no mrs loud versus you have fucking 10 people here why yeah it seems odd because they
1: it's like the last one like you had two people why don't you do the duet but now it's like well you have all the people why don't you maybe they do it live i don't know um but it does seem odd especially for like you're just like some acapella group you can do a bit longer song you're not getting played on the
0: radio Mm -hmm. regardless so. And, like, that's the climax of the song. That's what allows it to, to to complete, to finish.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it without it, but it's not the same song. Yeah. But a lot of people do skip it. And I think it's they fine do. to skip it. I like, I get why you skip when it. when you
0: don't have extra singers on board. We're gonna, yeah, the next one we're but talk this one, I agree, one does singer.
1: really seem like they could have and don't really understand why they didn't, except for time keep yeah. it down to four minutes instead of whatever six or seven. exactly
0: now and i've said a lot of shit i've talked a lot of shit about these guys overall i, I would probably place them in the higher end of acapella covers we've talked about i enjoyed it well it was all right i, <laughs> it's I thought, it was, everything I've I thought it was solid yeah. good job guys let's yeah. talk about future idiots in 2016 Alex. who we've talked about a couple times before <laughs> That's right. We talked about it for Breakfast
1: at Tiffany's. We talked about them on You're Beautiful. That's right. These are their Grand Theft Audio albums. They have a couple of them that are full of covers. They're Swedish, also, That's and right. so I think band. more in pop. More importantly, pop punk.
0: That's you're damn right. Um, And this is that. It's pop punk. So we get the piano intro, and then immediately we get the guitars in. It's 10 seconds to vocals on this instead of a minute and 50 seconds. (laughs) Yeah,
1: they do like a bit of the intro, a bit of the guitar, and then right into it. Yeah. Right into it. So there's kind of a couple... Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, there's kind of like a couple... Because the song's so long, different ways you can shorten it. There's not Mm -hmm. like one totally obvious way. You know, you can throw a bit here and there, bit from this, bit from that, cut this part, shorten it, you know. Um, yeah so this is similar to the last one a little shorter but very similar not quite the same
0: yeah very similar so we're not going to get the uh the ending versus the call and response section but we also only have the one whiny pop punk singer here and i say whiny with love because that's exactly because that's what what it sounds like this version
1: um yeah and really like this kind of their thing they're very like classic pop punk sound Mm -hmm. um and this is no exception um like, I don't know exactly what it is about pop-punk, but I feel like anytime someone does something pop-punk, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pop-punk. Like, I know that trick. But why? I don't know. Yeah. Like, they, they make a change here or there. I'm like, yeah, that's that other pop-punk thing. Oh, that's the pop-punk. Like, it sounds like pop, it's all pop-punk. And the things they're doing are, like, classic pop-punk things. But now we're doing it for this meat Meatloaf song. That's right. And so I, yeah, I don't know why I don't have that for other genres to the same degree. I don't know. I yeah, don't well, want so to say there's less two pop punk because I don't identify. think that's true. But, uh, but uh, let's—I would yeah.
0: say pop music and punk music are strongly based in simplicity. Yeah, I guess that's so part of w- it. So when you co- when you crossbreed those two, like it's a lot of very simple structure points that make up yeah, pop punk. Not to say things. you can't deviate from those in the genres, but it's uh it's pretty when it's such a bare-bone genre in such a sense where it's like we don't need to do tricks and flourishes, we need to be catchy and right. upbeat, it's, it's like, right. oh, yeah, that's pop punk there. there's a little pop punk here. Here's a pop punk move there
2: yeah,
0: that would be and that's my kind
1: tip. of what I, my reaction to this song was like, oh, that's another pop punk thing. I like pop yeah,
0: punk, yeah I like pop punk, um, and i I like some of the things they do here. I think the instruments do a lot of work that in the original, the vocals do. I think the vocals in this version are fairly even throughout. We maybe get a little extra wine on the piano parts, but uh, like for the most part, it's just, it's a very straightforward delivery. And then it's the intensity of the instruments that seem to really color how the vocals are meant to be read.
1: Right. Cause they're playing along with the vocals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that makes, I guess that's a good way to support it too. Because yeah. again, not everyone's meatloaf. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, very few people are that. meatloaf. Um, very few people are meatloaf. That is an interesting out, out of context statement. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, and then it gets very like pop punk, strummy, pow- big power chords, you know. Yeah lots of so storage. The um, they really And then we jump. In. Yeah. Push the they really what? tempo changes. I yeah, think. Uh because like you can really hear it and then the change on the drums and they get the like like that kind of pop up. Yeah, as we get into that like galloping
0: rhythms. rhythm with the the drums going, yeah. yeah.
1: And including the parts where they slow down.
0: Yeah. That's like uh, I guess another the thing they keyed into is the, the dynamics in the original. Yeah. And while they're not they they're simply not large enough to do the the heavy levels of that they can do a very bass version of that or it's like boom drums have changed now you know it's a shift here's a shift too it's very clear cut
1: yeah yeah a lot more straightforward um and then like right at the end they bring that piano back for their like kind mm-hmm. of l- final chorus which is sort of like it's not their outro but it's kind of right at their end yeah and then they play the piano a bit and then they end like softly Yeah. So I thought it was again like decent like way to turn it into a more of a standard pop song. Similar to what Reverse Osmosis did. They are about the same length. And they don't have the duet, so
0: That's right. I think it's more excusable for them to not have the duet, not to continue to rag on reverse osmosis. (laughs) But here's a point in Future Idiots' favor. And the year 2016, you can say drugs on the radio. True, they and, do. And, and they, they do. do. They say sex and drugs and rock and roll.
1: Weird to think that you couldn't in 1993, but that was a long time ago.
0: That a long time ago. That was
1: like 28 years ago.
0: <sighs> don't say that. <laughs> it's 18 years ago. Don't tell anyone. Uh, yeah, this version you know not outlandish in what it does like you said it, it follows to a lot of pop, pop punk standards but that's kind uh, of a lot of what I, pop punk
1: is though so. I know
0: I, I say don't count it out for that I, I think again cringy love songs like this you either need to be meatloaf or you gotta be pop punk that's my opinion on the matter now let's talk about G4 and Leslie Garrett in 2017 the-
1: Yes, G4. And as you may have guessed from the featuring artist, they have the duet.
0: That's right, baby.
1: G4. Who are G4? They're a vocal troupe. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about them before? I feel like I've heard about them. but Probably anyway. heard about them. So they were on the, the first series guys. of
0: X Factor. Back um, in the group, day. Group, back in the day. They disbanded in 2007 and reunited in 2014. So this is after the reunion. Leslie Garrett is, uh, is, has been knighted. Or whatever the, the female equivalent of that is, because I think only dudes get to be knights.
1: I I don't know if it's knighted, but it's like OBE, like Order of the yeah. British Empire.
0: Yeah, Order the yeah the yeah Which yeah, yeah. might not got.
1: necessarily be the same thing. Might not necessarily. I'm not they're, sure though. they are similar sure can... honors. Yeah, similar idea. Uh, we have order she's an English
0: them. soprano singer. She does opera music and, and other stuff. Um, and you get some of that on here. This is uh, brass and strings are very big on this one.
1: Yes, it's that. It's that style. And, of course, uh, so I guess more so than the other ones, uh, moves away from the rock feel. Moves everything into... Yeah, to, hugely. Yeah. Strings and, and all that. Um, and also, heavy vocal focus. Kind of similar to what Reverse Osmosis did. Um, just because you know, we don't really care about the instrumental parts. This is a vocal group.
0: Right, yeah, but they do all, of course, have instrumentals to sort of fill out that space that Reverse Osmosis couldn't.
1: Yeah, they're not alone. super, super long, but... I mean, that's not like the original. This is still 5.30.
0: Yeah, we're still at 5 minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> still less
1: than half the length of the original. Um so but... for
0: the first like minute we get uh, Leslie singing with the boys they often share lines or she'll get like a solo one she there in there between the there I was pretty sure Yeah I think you're right She cuts out though she leaves after about the first minute and then comes that back That might just of be course. one of
1: the one of the guys singing higher
0: it Could be Actually you know what it might be cuz you can hear that it's a dude on the no
1: no I won't do that yeah because kind of what they do because there's there's four of them and they all kind of have their ranges is they pl- trade off between the different like ranges and timbres or whatever right yeah that's so, kind like, of a
0: fun move when they do the build yeah. up that way so they
1: get into the verse yeah and then it's like low guy medium guy high you know singing in the, in, in the different registers yeah which is you know uh,
0: what that is cool. what's going on here it it's is pretty, pretty cool. cool it's a new trick um, um this yeah. one's got that big like this one's got a bit of that money to throw around energy just because we do have like a full orchestra.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's much bigger. So play in that part with yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of instruments.
0: Because yeah, um, then we pick up into the that like said. The, uh, yes.
1: Sorry, like the arrangement itself is not like breaking any ground. It's pretty no. straightforward. Um, you know, an arrangement of what the original does. But it's also very big because it's got a lot of players.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of it is just to back the vocals, like you said. Like the focus of this is the vocal performance. So yeah, like we'll be doing a lot of following the vocal melody. Um, but sometimes we get a flute doing parts from the original, which are also the oh, vocal yeah. melody.
1: <laughs> yes, there is a there are flutes.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I think they're real. Like uh, they're real. Like we're G four moment. Check this out. Is in the verses where they they do that ascending pattern of dudes.
1: Yes, yeah, that's really like kind of their signature on this. I, I don't know if it's their signature overall, but that's the part that feels different.
0: That's yeah, that feels unique to me, and is like oh, this is something. Yeah, this is g four.
1: Um, one thing I wanted to point out, one very specific thing. So in the middle mm-hmm. of the pre-chorus, this is I I set, had the mark of uh two twenty-four. Um, yeah. the piano does this like kind of glissando, but it's sort of filtered and muddy and it kind of blends all together and just goes like... Which I thought was
0: cool sounding. That is cool. Hang on one more time on that one. Let me see. Is it a piano or is it a harp? Ah, it might be a harp. Might be a harp, because there is a harp later.
1: Yeah, let me hear that
0: again. I'd believe a piano too, but I'm just... It's probably a harp, now that you say that. Because go... you do get that, cla- I can even see and the two-hand
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of low. It that again, sounded like a bit muddy, but I think in a cool way that makes it just kind of blend together. Yeah, definitely something um, cool to note. But yeah, there. they kind of do that progressive build thing throughout, where they do the different ranges, and then uh, they don't do verse three because what even is verse three? The other That's versions nothing. cut it out, too. Like, no one does verse three, which is just, like, a line. Yeah. But then, what's her name? Leslie. Leslie comes Leslie. in for the duet section. Yeah. Um, which, uh, yeah, they do a duet. Uh, it's, like, very similar, but, obvi- but um, it doesn't have, like, the grit on the yes. delivery. That's really what it's missing. Um, that's
0: right. They go soft, and that's yeah. not the right choice here.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bit lacking in in that part. But um, oh, other thing about Leslie singing, mm-hmm. you can't really hear her accent except when she says around. If she says around. She's like around, and you're like,
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just heard it. There it, it is. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, noting on that, um. The, the opposite of the future idiots approach we become more cowardly and switch screwing around to fooling around oh i didn't even notice
1: screwing around it's not even like i don't know
0: i know it's not even like harsh language yeah
1: screwing around plus i don't know i feel like you can really dig into screwing around maybe that's part of it because they aren't really doing that in this mm-hmm. version so like screwing around versus fooling around fooling around yeah i I
0: guess the version is softer overall gives you a little more
1: purchase on the on the consonants or something i don't
0: know yeah maybe yeah so ultimately this version matches the original in some sense in terms of size but uh i think the thing you pointed out is the the lack of grit i think really uh, it makes me appreciate i guess the grit in the original
1: yeah all the things that they did in the original to just commit.
0: Mhm. It, yeah, it is it's just missing that commitment. This is it's got some of that big money energy where it's like of course we can do this. We're G4. Our, our album cover has gold letters on it.
1: Yeah, clearly yeah. they're wealthy because of that.
0: Oh, exactly. Like we're we're going to show you like it's um it's performance more than it is like believable musical theater which is the meatloaf version, is like musical theater I can invest in.
1: Right. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that's that version.
0: But, yeah, overall, I like the instrumental arrangement, and I I think they did some neat tricks as a vocal quartet rather than just being like, bum, 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 bum. Like there's a little extra to look into there. So, hey, G4, way to go. Leslie Garrett, yeah, you were there too. Her thing's opera, right? She gave an opera performance. That's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, it has that sound to it.
0: All right. Let's talk about world-class name dropper Tice in 2017. That I would do
2: anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for
1: love. Tice, he was, I mean, he was, my understanding is kind of a Steinman protege, like he worked with Jim Steinman. Oh, that's correct. A couple times. um, uh, That's why I found info on him on the Jim Steinman wiki. Ah, oh, the Steinman wiki. Steinman wiki. Steinman joke, files. Which exists. Um, Weirdly.
0: Yeah. That is weird. But he's kind of... Do you of, mean like a wiki? Not like Jim Steinman's Wikipedia page. No,
1: I mean jimsteinman.fandom.com slash wiki slash Tice Green.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. Anyway... Whatever that is worth, um, he's deaf. He's like listed as an actor in a lot of the places that I saw him. So like he's really got that like musical theater side,
0: um, mm-hmm. and he's got a big voice. Big voice. Um, his own. I think it's his uh, Spotify description. He's a uh, actor and recording artist. He he, he lists himself down. Who tours regularly and is open for mega hit bands including Heart. Yeah. Air Supply in Berlin.
1: Ooh, Air Supply.
0: Air Supply uh, is best known for working with legendary Grammy Award-winning songwriter Jim Steinman. Um, his, his, his debut album was co-produced by Steinman. He's the first male vocalist to record with Steinman since Meatloaf. Uh, he also was featured in the first round on uh, American Idol in 2018 as a guest judge.
1: So he's a real person.
0: A real person, a lot of name-dropping in that, yeah. that bio that suggests he is uh, more of an actor than a recording artist. <laughs> the next thing that would suggest that this version that ah, got him. Ha. Ah.
1: <laughs> um, so the so- way he does this is he kind of has the first half where he kind of sings it in falsetto, not even not half, like a third. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once he gets into the second verse, um, he sort of drops down into drops out of the falsetto and it gets more kind of intense. He gets into that really, like, powerful chesty voice. Yeah. The other thing this version does is, is it is entirely vocal and piano.
0: Yeah, this is, like, classic ballad version. Yeah. Uh, and also this, like, shitty drum in the back. I didn't even notice. There's a drum? It's... Yeah. Um, I noted it coming back at 240. I'm trying to hear it right now in the intro. Oh yeah, if you go to like 50 seconds, it's like this tss, tss. It Sounds very distant, you might have to increase your volume a bit. Didn't even hear it. It's there. Let me see if it's easier at 240. No. Can't hear but it. it. Like it's there, it's far off, it's distant, <laughs> and if you hear it, which luckily you're not hearing it, it sounds like shit.
1: So I guess it sucks, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe my brain's blocking it out.
0: Well, I'm struggling to hear it even now, but I know it's there. Like, go right to the start and, like, max out the your start volume. Start of the song? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <sighs> just kind of like, Tuh. it just sounds like someone's hitting yeah, something oh, metal damn.
0: far away. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even notice it was there. Did not notice it. Well, there you go. Not an important feature, but luckily we've dedicated all of our time so far to it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he comes in with these vocals. They're, like you said, high up in the in the first sections. After a yeah. minute of a piano intro, of course, with that, mm-hmm. that shitty drum in the back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> if you can hear it. If you can hear it. He is, I mean, when he's doing these parts where he's not having to get loud, he's doing okay. If you go to like 350, when he is really starting to belt, you can tell that he cannot sing this. That's so fast. He does have, like, moments where his voice kind of cracks. And not, like, cool cracking, you know? Like, sometimes a singer will crack in something, and you're like, holy crap, they're giving it their all.
1: That's kind of like...
0: like... That is what I got out of it.
1: <laughs> That's what you or, got out of it? Yeah. Well, I didn't think he... I didn't think it was, like, a problem.
0: I thought he was doing it on purpose. I don't... I think... I don't think it sounds good. Where you kind good, of drop out, out the breath support or
1: whatever, and then...
0: Yeah. I think maybe there's just not enough supporting him here to give me that feel. Maybe I'm just yeah. cynical because of his description, but it that did not hit for I me, Alex. Know.
1: Well, I thought, like, he does have, he does sound like he's pleading, I think, in that second part. But I it is definitely very um, theatrical performance. Compared to all of them but Meatloaf.
0: yeah. This is just, uh, I don't know, hubris in some sense. I think he's like mm, Jim Steinman thinks I'm his good little boy. Time to take down Meatloaf and then, take down and then, Meatloaf,
1: and then I'll be Meatloaf.
0: Exactly. And and they'll then call me Mister Loaf. <laughs>
1: um, but honestly, I thought like the structure was kind of cool, where it goes from that like really soft first part, and then really starts to dig in, and he does have some grit. That's for sure. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know.
0: Um, I don't know if I'd call it grit. He tries to have grit, I'll give you that. I yeah, there's
1: some roughness.
0: He understands that grit is necessary, I'll give sure. you that.
1: Um And then closer to the end, actually he does the duet and he kinda does some falsetto and some out of it, but there's no second singer. So yeah, it's it's a bit awkward once he gets to Yeah, that. that's the next part of it. Just get a
0: get another singer on here, man. Yeah, you surely you know singers, right? Yeah, and maybe like one accompanying instrument to go with it. Like you could play the piano and they could play something, and that would add some more depth to this. But uh, it's it's lacking in depth. The one one of the reasons Meatloaf and and Lorraine Crosby can punch so hard on the original is that they have this bombastic fucking production behind them. They have real supporting instruments that fill the space. Here we have this like like okay piano it's not thin it's not quite grand either it's just like a piano i just think this one needs another take on it
1: another take i don't know i i i liked this take Hmm. this more like very intense solo piano thing
0: i think the idea is there I think a version like this could work. Don't I don't think, think this Tice one, has it. You don't no. think this one but, made it? No, but I will tell you that uh, Secondhand Songs agrees with you because this was, I believe, the editor's pick for cover version. Editor's pick
1: for cover version, and then right at the end, right at the end, the piano drops a little ref, little reference right. to uh, the first battle of hell. Live like a sinner before the gates of heaven, I'll come crawling on back, back to, to you. you. Plays that on the piano, and then that's kind of the end.
0: That's it, yeah. So you, it ends like that. There you go. That's something. Um, that's it. That's every version we talked about today. <sighs> Damn, Alex, running long on this one. I didn't expect running it to long. happen. Well, the, we I mean, it.
1: there's so much to talk about it's in this song. It's a long
0: fucking song. Uh, here we go. Let's get into our final verdicts. We got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the most musical theater version. Alex, what's the worst version and why? What's the worst
1: version? Uh...
0: Gotta be Vox Mystica, right?
1: (sighs) Yeah, I think so. I was going back and forth, but really compared to the other ones, it, it falls the most flat, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, as much as I don't like Tice, I think at least he had some dynamics going on there. He was, He's just, you know, he's making moves that were too big for him, I think. But sometimes you got to do that. Whereas Vox Mystica was just like, and here's a backtrack, and boom. It's, uh, look at that. Bad Out of hell too. I would do anything for love. Won't do do that. Didn't even even do that. that Didn't even do that. (laughs) That would have improved it tenfold. They didn't do that. Vox Mystica, worst version, also not a real group. I think they're a fake entity.
1: Yeah, they don't seem real to me.
0: Alex, best version.
1: Best version. What is the best version? I
2: liked a couple of them. I did but
1: but which one was actually best? I feel like none of them like
0: which don't think anyone blew there's me always away this there's
1: always something there's always something I'm like, but then it did this right <laughs> like mm-hmm. I liked all this stuff, but then it did this part like I agree with the kind of like toothlessness of the G4 version even though they pretty solid overall mm-hmm. um, I did like Tice but he didn't really do the duet very well at the end that kind of dragged it down and I feel like I feel like I have to give it to future idiots but only because they didn't do anything to like they didn't do en- enough to fuck it up uh, it's <laughs> like, like, I,
0: uh, I agree with you <laughs>
1: Like, they didn't have a part was like, but then they did that, and it wasn't great. So, like, even though I liked some of the other ones, I think they have to be the one, because they didn't have, like, a, a misstep mm-hmm. that I can call them out on.
0: Exactly. It was, like, it's just kind of functional. Like, they, yeah. they cut off parts. They didn't try to do a solo uh, of the duet. Um, yeah, because if Tice had just ever cut that duet part or done a duet on there, I probably would have <laughs> liked it a lot more. I'll be real with you.
1: Yeah, I think I, think I would have as well.
0: But yeah, and, and like like you said, the toothlessness of the the G four and Leslie Garrett version just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I, even though that I liked their instrumental production and I liked some of their vocal moves, just when it came to the the climax specifically, it just was like, oh, this isn't as good as I would hope. <laughs> <And> <laughs> whereas with Future Idiots, it was like we're gonna get in there, we're gonna get out, we're gonna remind people that I do anything for love is a song. We're pop punk. Thank you. Have a good evening. And yeah. sometimes that's the best you can do. We ran into the same issue with Total Eclipse of the Heart, and that's why we gave it to Straight Out of Junior High. Because at the end of the day, it was the one that was just like, hell yeah! Right, I the one rocks. that wasn't
1: trying to be so big because it's so like massive shoes to fill.
0: Exactly. There's like, here's what we can do. We know it's not the same, but hey, here you go. But it's, and that's, it's yeah, us. That's it's us. So yeah, Future Idiots, best version somehow. Way to go, fellas. Somehow. Alex, (laughs) and for three tries, you finally did it. (laughs) Uh, Three tries, you finally reached the top. Congratulations! Most musical theater version, Alex. Musical
1: theater. I mean, there were a couple that were like very vocal focused. At least Mm -hmm. three. Um, Probably most musical theater for me. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give it to G4 because there's so much vocal, uh, like harmony, uh, uh, focus on it, and they have the like orchestra backing them it feels like a certain style yeah it feels big theater. it feels but
2: showy they
0: feel yeah. like performers yeah and they um, have yeah, like agree. enough
1: people it feels like you know a bunch of people on a stage yeah they've got an opera singer
0: there too which is a form of musical theater so yeah
1: so there yeah, you it's go a big stage
0: presence big instrumentation behind it it's big 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 and that's uh, something i associate with musical theater um. Although Tice would be a runner-up because you could always have those little little sad interlude songs, but also yes. you still need a duet person for the duet section. So
1: true. Yeah, he he's definitely definitely second place, or cl- second close, place. close behind.
0: That's it. That's our final verdicts. You got a different opinion, similar opinion. Want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy at some AlexWiseGuy. You can also email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. This episode was a suggestion by John Bell. Shout out, John Bell. Rate and review us. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell your friends about us. We don't have a marketing budget. Come on, man. We're trying so hard here. We, we <laughs> were even trying to keep this one under an hour and a half, and here we are now, but, you know, that's just the song way song is, is
1: just so long. So that's much a, to talk about. Song. And then there was a so,
0: music video. There was a music video, which is also long, and a lot so, to talk about in there. I feel like we didn't even do that music video justice. No, we but, didn't. here's the thing, people. You can still talk to us about it online. Here's the other thing. Do you realize
1: how long we spent
0: talking about the weather off the bat? That was irresponsible. <laughs> Uh, no, I was looking back, what were we doing?
1: We knew it was a 12-minute song. <laughs> oh,
0: sometimes, man. Sometimes we are just clearly not qualified to be doing what we're doing, even uh, after f- three years.
1: That's a good thing we're not technically professionals.
0: And that was our bonus thing today, ragging on ourselves. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the episode. As we always say on Cover Me, some days there's no Cover Me at all. And these are the days that never end.